going to do good this technology stuff. When I went to school, they didn't even have calculators. Man, they got everything now. But anyway, marriage is beautiful in the beginning. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Marriage is honorable in all. Beautiful. Bed under five. A man named my wife got married 47 years ago, Brother Rick. While I worked at it, he gave me one night off. One night. I think I thought, got to hold my wife in my arms. I didn't have enough sense then really to appreciate what God had given me. That lonely man needed what only God could provide. God done the very first successful anesthesiology because of deep sleep come upon Adam. He done the very first successful surgery. You ever wonder how men figured out how to put people to sleep? How to operate on him, charge him a million dollars just to make a cut on him and sleep? You know, you want to be alive? I'll just tell you right now. Uh, they wasn't the first at it. I've read my Bible through 20 times and I can tell you this, all the technology, all the science we've got, I can take you to the Bible and show you where it came from. Ain't this something? Yeah. God waits in the wisdom of this world commands all men everywhere yes, to see. You know, we think we arrived, but honestly, we need to spend some time in Isaiah 34, 16, says, seek ye. Ye just means all of it. It's a plural of you. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. You don't want to fail, stay in that book. Amen. That's right. It goes on to say, Marriage shall want her mate. You want to know where your husband is? Stay in that book. Let me tell you something. God bless. He's a warrior. And then the devil's going to seek him. You want to know why some marriages make it, some don't? And I must time you stay in that book. Peter said, Ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. God can help that husband understand that wife. God can help that wife understand that husband. We've got that book called Instruction in Righteousness. Thoroughly. When I was in college, they sent my job to Mexico, even though they lied to me, said this. No lady gonna send my job to Mexico. I went home and the next day got a phone call. We sent your job to Mexico. Go to college, it's free. I went and my I wasn't real good and it was real good in school, but I was in college English. And my English teacher, she was a Sunday school teacher, Brother Rick. I asked her what that word it's not thoroughly, it's not thoroughly, it's thoroughly. That the man of God might be thoroughly furnished. I said, what's that mean? She said, you know, I never even noticed that before. That's kind of the way the Bible is. God's got to bring it out. He opened the word to his disciples. They still didn't get it, but he opened it to them. That marriage is beautiful. Marriage is honorable and all, the bad and the foul, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. I don't need a microphone. I guess y'all know that I was a street preacher. I was a street preacher for 10 years. I kind of cut my teeth up on the public square in Glasgow, Kentucky. If you ever came through Glasgow on Saturday, and there was a guy there screaming his head off, that was me. Done that for 10 years up there. I kind of liked it too, amen. All right, we'll quit chasing rabbits. I just want to throw that out there. Break the ice a little bit. My poor wife been married me 47 years. When she gets to heaven, God will give her a Congressional Medal of Honor. And he'll say, honey, if you don't mind, tell me how'd you do it. 
There ain't words to describe what that woman's been through. When your husband comes home drunk, barking like a dog, you got to get him by the collar of the shirt and take him to the bedroom. And, uh, you know, I don't really elaborate on all this, but I'll just tell you, thank God she never gave up on me. Yeah. I'll give my testimony. I may do my testimony one night. I got one night that I really don't have anything uh, really straight from God like I do tonight. I want to deliver this message tonight, so let's get in our good old Bible tonight. Mark chapter number 8. Thank you for praying for me. I've got an abscess tooth. The whole side of my head's all swelled up. Ain't no big deal. Honestly, it's light affliction. And uh, we do make a note here. I'll tell you why I make a note. I quote a lot of scripture, but I want to quote it right. Amen. Mark chapter number 8. We'll start our reading right there in verse number 34. Mark chapter 8, verse number 34. And when he called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's sake, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words and this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Father, we pray for your blessings. Lord, tonight, tremendous liberty here, Lord. What an honor, Lord, it is to be here tonight. Bless these people, Lord. Bless this work of God. Lord, I pray they'd outgrow the building, Father. I pray, Lord God, you'll send them, Lord, I pray. Our Lord, souls for their labor. Send them, Lord, I pray. Your blessings, Lord. Help God tonight, Lord, this first night of revival. Lord, that we might be able to somehow lay a foundation, Father, for the other nights to rest upon. Lord, we love you tonight. Confess, Lord, we're nothing. Our Lord, nothing plus Jesus is something, and that's the only something we are. It's because you took this vessel and put your Holy Spirit in it and gave it, Lord, worth. You put your treasure in this earthen vessel, made it worth something, made it fit for your use. I pray, dear God, tonight, you'd forgive me my sins. I pray, dear Father God, tonight, you'd anoint me, Lord, afresh. Give me, Lord, clarity of thought and voice. And let me, I pray, be a blessing to you and to your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're preaching tonight on taking up your cross. I didn't say your cross. Did you notice? He said take up his cross. Uh, that's personal there in verse 34. The Bible talks about in John chapter 19 verse 17. Talking about Jesus. He bearing his cross went forth. I've got a lot to say about the cross. <laughs> I don't know if I can get all this in one message or not, Brother Rick. We'll do our best. Amen. But when I'm talking about taking up your cross, I'm not talking about having one tattooed on your arm. No. I'm not talking about wearing one around your neck or dangling from your ear. I'm not talking about a t-shirt with a cross on it over at our church. They put a cross. Y'all got one behind yours too. Behind the pulpit. 
And I'll tell you what, I don't never want to lose sight of the cross, but I also want to make sure I remember whose cross that is. Amen. Amen. Woman complaining about a cross, Brother Rick. That's all she ever did about God gave her just too much to bear. She had a dream one night. In that dream, she got to stand before God. She said, God, is there any way I can get a light across my to me? God said, sure, let's go in this room. They went in this room and there were giant crosses in there. Some of a hundred feet tall. They was everywhere. She looked at all them crosses. She finally found one about the size of two toothpicks put together. She said, I believe that's the one I want. I can grab that. And he said, honey, that's the one you brought in. We spend so much time complaining. I want you to know Jesus didn't complain. I want you to know he didn't take his cross part of the way. He took his cross all the way. And from the cross, he said, it's finished, glory to God. Hey, I'm telling you, you're going to have to bear a cross. What are you talking about, Brother Eli? Well, when I first got saved, it didn't take me too long to figure out what the cross was. I had to throw all the music away. Piled it up and burned it, Brother Rick. My dad trying to talk me out of it. He said, I'd sell that in the yard. So I said, Daddy, I want to burn it. I piled up all them Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Steppenwolf, you name it, Pink Floyd. All that bunch of junk. Piled all that up. All them videos that should never been in the house to begin with. All them magazines that should never been in our house to begin with. I had been a, a burning right there, an offering, I guess. Daddy's over a thing about how much you can get out of it. And I was thinking, you know, I'll just trying to be a blessing. You know, get rid of all that. Let the Lord know I'm serious right. about living for Him. Well, try to learn a little bit. You know, I, I've never been to church. We joined the church. My pastor asked me to get testimony first. I didn't want testimony anymore. I just told him, I said, I got everybody in here and all of them. Anybody know that? My wife got burned. Gave her testimony how the Lord saved her. Man, I could have done that. I just didn't know what a testimony was. I'm telling you, I didn't know nothing. But anyway, I didn't know one thing. I loved the Lord. I knew He loved me. I knew He saved me. And uh, you know, I, I'm trying to grow. The Bible says in the book of Peter's newborn, newborn babies in Christ, as I have since in the of the Word, as men grow thereby. I was trying to grow. Right. I'm talking about taking a cross. It's not a convenient thing. It's a thing that will challenge you. We had company show up one weekend. Showed up on Saturday. My wife's mom and stepdad. Her father had already passed away. They showed up on Saturday, Sunday morning. Guess what I did? I got dressed to go to the house of God. My wife looked at me like they kind of looked, you know, you wonder if you're going to live through it or not. Like, I can't believe you're going to church. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about the cross. It's not a couple thing. It's not a hundred of convenience. Hey, it's what I did when they showed up. They looked at me when I walked out the door. They still there when I got back. I worked at our Donald's son. I worked there 32 years. And I started taking my little New Testament Bible out there. I'll come in that break room and they, I mean, they went nuts. And I had a Bible. I brought it in there. I had a hunger. I couldn't get enough. 
It wasn't too much. I wasn't the only one in there with the Bible. There was other plop, plop, plop. Hey, one guy coming in there. Hey, you know, he's all trying to figure out how he's going to handle it anyway. I mean, he ain't cussing no more. Uh, you know, he, he ain't telling them filthy jokes no more. Uh, you know, we wonder how long this is going to last. He's all trying to figure out how to, how to deal with it, Brother Rick. One guy coming to the break room, he made a major mistake. He come to the break room. You know, you work in the factory, you just kind of take it on the chin, tuck and roll, that's what I'm going to tell you. It, it ain't a cakewalk, you know what I mean? This guy come in there, uh, he trying to be, uh, I don't know, sarcastic, spiritual, whatever he said. Is there any word from the Lord? I said, there surely is. I turned that little old New Testament around. It just so happened I was reading Psalm chapter 51. David showed us how to pray when we sin. He read against thee and thee only by sin, done this evil by sight, that thou might be clear when thou speakest, and, and you know, when thou judgest, you know, he, he was reading it right there, and he broke down right there in that breaker. I got it. Everybody got it. Nobody but him. Break from that Bible. He brought that Bible. I mean, he's a deacon in church now. Yeah. My wife had that surgery in Bowling Green. It's going to be an all day long surgery, Brother Rick. Instead of taking that little Bible, I brought that big one with me. I went out there and they were down to the whatever you call it, the waiting room. I mean, this is a big one, big as this church. And I'm all by myself. I didn't go over and get in the middle of nobody, nothing. And I opened up that big old Bible there in that waiting room and people started clearing their throat and grunting, finding somebody said, Well, I never knew somebody. start carrying that cross it'll make a difference Amen. I think like Brother Rick said we've done compromised so much we done got so carnal so worldly but the world can't tell no difference between us and they that's right you know they didn't know them disciples of them with Jesus they called them Christians yeah what well, do you got carry our cross in such a way people say I'll tell you one thing that lady right there she loves the Lord Look to God, we can leave behind like even the testimony that we please God. You're going to leave something behind. Somebody's going to leave your family, you're going to lie about your intelligence. But he buried his cross. Amen. Not much cross bearing going on today, but you know what I'm talking about. Amen. I'll tell you what, more people mark you. I got called fanatic by my own mother. Man, I'm only child. I got saved. One of them pleading my mother, she finally didn't even get to get her life. Just holding my wings. I went over and I said, Mama, I sure would like for you to get saved. She shook a little bony finger in my face. She said, When you get home, you look up the word fanatic, that's what you are. Mm -hmm. part of it. You stand, the Bible says, Yeah, all that live God in Christ Jesus to suffer persecution. Yeah. Hey, what you do? You go a little further and you walk with God. Yeah, walk in the light. She's in the light. Have fellowship one with another. Don't straddle the fence. You can't serve two masters. Won't you just make up your mind? Hey, he died for you. Son of God, you can live for him. Jesus said, Who will love me the most? He's been forgiven much. He's been forgiven a little. I had people there that got baptized that refused to believe God would save someone like me. I made fun of a woman getting saved. God made fun of me. I was the next one line behind her, and then she got baptized. Yeah. 
God does have a little humor. You know what I mean? I mean, here's a woman. I made fun of her getting slaved. Got her husband out bragging about how drunk we was going to get. Go fishing in the morning. Next morning, I, I ain't going to tell them to testify every night. But I will tell you this. God does have a little humor. I was the next one in line behind her. Where she got baptized. After they got me good, where here come Mark Bunch. Big old Mark Bunch. He said, I refuse to believe God would save someone like you. I couldn't even argue with him. He said, I want to hear your testimony. I gave my testimony. He picked me up and all the life out of me. I'll just tell you. It's worth it. It'll cost you something, but it's worth it. Right. All right, let's get over here. Jesus started early with his cross. At the age of 12 years old, his mother said to him, you, you need to listen to this. It's a little bit doctrine here, but she said, Thy father and I have sought thee sorrowful. Sorrow. Sorrow. You know what his angel was? Whose father? We're not talking about Mary's husband. Joseph, he said, My father. Right. I don't know if you get that or not. That wasn't just an answer. Yeah. He let her know real quick who his father was. Mm-hmm. That's part of the cross. You have to decide whose you are. You have to stand if you're going to be one of his. And having done all, to stand there with. I'm telling you, if you're going to walk with him, if you're going to take your cross up, you're going to have to step up in a plate. Amen. 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 Yeah. Thy father and thy mother have sought thee softly. Saw in Luke 2.18. Next verse, know you not, I must be about my father's business. Oh my. Let me say here, I'll just throw quick points out here, we'll be done. Uh, that your cross, you know, take up his cross, that's the cross of identity. That means it's your cross. You can't carry my cross, I can't carry yours. That's right. Some of these people got it made, they're not under any, uh, you know, danger or any kind of uh, you know, uncomfortable situation. Uh, they raised up in a, in a, a church going family. Hey, I mean, they're not laying out as others. I'm telling you, come out of you and don't. chapter 9 same context he said take your cross up daily every day yeah. take it up Amen. I watched a movie one time called Do You Believe it started out with a street preacher walking down the street got Mel Gibson not Mel Gibson but I well what brain dead on that what's the one play six million dollar man Lee Majors got Lee Majors in it civil Sure, I believe your name. Best movie ever. Called Do You Believe? Here's a pastor waiting for the light to change. Here comes a street preacher packing a big old cross. He's going out through there. He's a black preacher. But he, he ain't playing no games either. He's packing that cross. He comes over to a game in a van. They pour a gun in his face. And he said, boys, y'all got a flame to threaten me with. They scared him. They, they drove off. He might have been packing the physical 
cross, but you're going to have to pack the cross. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing one time, and the memories fight my mind. So funny, I ain't sure I can draw it out of the archives, I'll be honest with you. But uh, young girl, thank you, Lord. Young girl in the college, come on! Just got saved. And a youth revival. Just got saved. Yep. Here come them demons and them trench coats, you know, big boys, big guys. Got the guns, you know. Mm. Kathy by now. Yeah. They put that gun in her face and said, deny Jesus. She just got saved. She said, I won't deny him. And they pulled that trigger. Mm. That's cross. You see what I mean? We got these little crosses. We complain. And she just got saved. She hadn't been saved in weeks. Kathy Benoit. Kim Davis. Sir. Court clerk. Yes. They wouldn't sign the same sex human. They're still persecuting her. That's right. Her case done been acquitted and they still won't let it go. That's what I'm talking about. About a cross. Here we are, just relaxed, got, got the temper just right, got the lights just right. Brother Rick done a good job by leading this thing. They're burning them right now over in Africa. They're burning churches. They're killing the pastors. They're killing the members. They will not be denied. We just got a lot of afflictions here in America. It don't worry, it's changing. And what's going on over there in the Middle East over there? You know, two aircraft carriers in the Mediterranean right now, Steve. This open border down here, God's setting all this up. Be a good time to pick your cross up. Be a good time to get serious about your walk with God. Be a good time to set your house in order. Be a good time to say, Lord, I just now realize what all you've done for me. I love you. Be a good time. Amen. Mm. Carrying the cross. Like I said, that cross of identity. We're in this world. We're not of this world. Mm. A cross of denial. You notice he said, let him deny himself. Woo! Watch it, Brother Eddie. There's some things I don't do no more. There's some place I don't go no more. Well, maybe that difference across here. Yeah. Give me a go for a preach on the square. One Saturday morning, stopped at the shell station, getting a bottle of water. Got pulled up on a big old holiday. Some motorcycles. I, I rode my share of motorcycles. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a motorcycle. I had one just like what he was riding. All right, This guy come in there, big old leather. Stuff on, you know, and on my old Dodge truck, it just so happened I had a sign on each side. That sign, it wasn't scriptural, but the sign said the pardon in hell has been canceled due to the fire. This guy walked in that shell station, I'm paying for this bottle of water. He walked up to me, he talking about intimidating somebody. I mean, I actually didn't see this coming. He said, you mean to tell me the pardon's been canceled in hell? And, and you know, I just kind of took it. Lightly, you know. I say, well, that don't mean nothing. I said, that's just, you know, sign I put on my truck, get people thinking about it, don't 
you what, I started out that door to that shell station. But I didn't make it out that door. I turned around, walked up to that man, I said, no, buddy, they still have that fire. They still have that party. He says, is that right? I said, that's right. I said, it's a screaming party. I said, you sure you want to go to it? He said, easy, buddy. Easy, I'm, I'm a Christian. I just think they had any fire. And he said, just test me there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that cross will cause me every now and then, buddy, yeah. turn around. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, we're salt. If the salt loves the Savior, what good is it? It's good to be trodden yeah, 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 yeah. underfoot. Yeah, I walked up that man. I'll tell you what, I don't know what it's going to come to you, but I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in there. I said, no, sir. They're still having that party. Yeah. Screaming party. I said, you sure you want to go? He said, I'm saved. You couldn't have told it by looking at him, but I don't argue with people. You tell me you're saved, hey. I won't argue with you. I'm not your judge. But you will stand before one one day. Amen. He said, I look on the heart. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel, he, boy, he saw all them sons of Jesse. He said, there he is. You look on the outward there. I look on the heart. That little old ready lad, that's the one God chose to be their next king. Amen. That's the one you'll stand before. That's the one I'll stand before. He'll know your motive. Uh, you know, you, you can fool some people. <laughs> you won't fool him. Amen. Amen. That cross of denial. Like I said, there, there was some things I, I couldn't do anymore. There were some places I couldn't go anymore. There was a difference in Eddie Wade. And let me tell you something. Jesus and the cross was what made that difference. My music changed. Oh my. I don't listen to anything to Christian music now. Bible talks about spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart under the Lord. Sometimes my radio, it's somehow behind the stand while I'll drive up my knees sometimes and it'll change it. It don't take me too long to push it back on that Christian station. I don't want to grieve that Holy Spirit. I, I want to be a blessing. I want to be blessed. Now I'll tell you right now, you get everything right. Uh, you start listening to the right music. You start reading the right things. You start watching the right movies. You'll find out the Holy Spirit will bear witness. Hey, there'll be tears. Hey, there'll be voices. And the room cannot contain if you just set your house in order. Amen. 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 I don't know what's wrong with us. Here we are in such a blessed country. Yeah. Milk and honey. Got it made. We get carried away. Yeah. Paul said, I'm not ignorant. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. I know he wasn't talking about smartphones, but we got them now. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? All that bunch of junk. I've got a smartphone. The only reason I got one, it, it was a dollar. My flip phone went barely up. They said, hey, we get you a smartphone for a dollar. Just ain't smart enough to use it. I got it. I can't answer a call on it. That's all I need. And I can make a call on it. Call my wife. Say, honey, let me bring you something home. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah, my music changed. My daily routine changed. For four years, Brother Ed, they kept saying, you've been called to preach. You've been called to preach. You've been called to preach. I had that up there here. I tried to tell them, I said, Brother Rick, I'm just good and saved. I just love the Lord. And I do. 
I love the Lord. Nobody ever done for me what he's done for me. Man, I sit like a baby. Now my wife, she told me, she said, boy, I wish I could speak like you. I said, honey, you sit right where God's a package deal. She's talking about the life. You hear sleep. I knew I was sleeping standing up. I was sleeping down in the car. I was sleeping the restaurant. I'm tell you, we come back to Ohio River one time. I worked on that lot. We was going to go over the air heat. I slept all the way home. We cleaned this bitch out of water. And then you see him. We got what's it now? I got this. I said, he, he looked like an owl all the way home. <laughs> he said, there's stuff in there turning. Anyway, let me get back on track here. Four years. They kept saying, you've been called to preach. You've been called to preach. Well, I got saved April 27, 1988. Four years later, 1992, I probably got it wrote there in my Bible. I still remember it. On a Wednesday night, Bethel Baptist Church, I stood up and I said, I need to announce I've been called to preach and I need your prayers and sit back down. And let me just say this, me and the devil got on a first name basis. Yeah. You remember that one Jesus? I know Paul, I know he got hate on that man. Yeah. yeah. We're going on a first name basis. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he said, is that right? And that wasn't ever come up past over there, so I was preaching with this Sunday night. I looked like getting a bottle of green. I mean, my knees were knocking so loud I couldn't hardly walk out of church. But you know what? I found out. It didn't take me too long, Brother Rick. I found out I'm just a messenger boy. Hey, that makes it a whole lot easier if you'll just deliver the message. God, who's Jonah? Didn't know who left him in right hand repented. Yeah. Jonah wasn't happy, but God was. That's right. He didn't have to destroy him. Either. He didn't hold up very long, but listen, he did repeatedly, man. And that's my call to preach. And I got an even closer walk with God and a bigger cross to carry now. Mm. That cross, you notice he said, follow me. Our last point. If you're going to follow Jesus, you're going to find out. The Bible says He's already ordered your steps. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. There in Psalms chapter number 37 verse 23. But you'll find out that uh, you'll, you'll be able to walk. He's already walked before you. He's already leading you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Amen. Let Jesus help you carry a cross. He'll help you if you let him. Yes. You remember when he, when he was little? I don't need no help. I mean, can you help me? Remember that? Well, that's kind of the way it is now. God's a very present help. Time of trouble, Psalm 46, verse 1 is our refuge of strength. He'll give you all the help. You'll let him. Would you be surprised how many times that you've told God, I don't need your help? Man, I realize it, but you don't. You told the Lord, I've got this. Only when you realize how much you need him. Yeah. Find out where he's got him not very far from any one of us. When you find him, you feel after him. Yeah. I'm telling you, boy, he's a good shepherd, loves his sheep. Yes, he does. But oh my. He'll help you if you'll let him. Little girl in a big city. Sitting on the sidewalk crying. People started gathering around her and said, What's the matter, buddy? She said, I'm lost. 
And they said, well, honey, tell us where, where you live. Well, well, if you get home, she said, I don't know. We just moved here. Police came and said, honey, tell us. We'll help you. Just tell us where you live. We'll help you. She said, I don't know where I live. We just moved here. And then Brother Rick, that little girl, looked up and smiled. She said, there's a big cross where I live. She said, if you can get me to the cross, I can get home. Oh, what a statement. Out of the mouth of babes. Have perfected praise. Y'all see a great big cross on the guy on the side of the highway now? I was taking my daughter with me one time down in Tennessee. She saw that big cross branded. She was broke down crying. She said, who put that there? I said, honey, I don't know, but I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, a song. Where the cross leads home, the way the cross leads home. I can't sing a lick. It don't take you long to figure that out. <laughs> Let's try this must Jesus bear the cross? Must Jesus bear the cross? I don't know. I can't sing, brother. Just bear the cross alone, and all the world go free. No, there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. Amen. Thank you, brother. I might have said those millions have come. There's still room for one. I'm glad there was room for Eddie Wade at the cross. I didn't know how to pray. (laughs) All I knew was was lost. Somebody told me, Brother Rick, man, I work with Wendell Shaw. He said, Eddie, Jesus loves you, Eddie. He said, if you'll just ask him, he'll save you. I was good lost. He didn't know what to do about getting saved. He gave me the best illustration I've ever heard in my life. He said, if your little boy done something wrong, he'd come to you and say, Daddy, I'm sorry. He said, what would you do? It didn't take me long to answer that. I said, well, what do I forgive him? He said, same way with God. I couldn't wait to get home. <laughs> I've never been saved before. I had condemnation. I had guilt. I had all I wanted to I'm talking about I pulled my, my mouth of sin in there in my bedroom, 9,000 dead in the road. I couldn't pull it no more. I knew it right there in there my bedside. I said, Your Lord, somebody told me, You love me, somebody told me that if I ask you, you forgive me my sin and you save my soul and walk in the hole immediately. All my condemnation, all my guilt left. I haven't had it 35 years now. Peace of God took its place and you're being saved one. I'd go through again for good. And I'll tell you what, you won't never know that. You won't never have that until you come to the cross just like you are. Yes, right. Don't clean up. That's right. Come and let him clean you up. That's right. I couldn't clean myself up anyway. I feel sorry for these people who think they can. I'm completing him. I ain't liking nothing. Amen. Hey, I'm not here and I'm enjoying being saved. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what took place then. Took place at the cross. At one, Luke 23, 32, down the cross, said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Ephesians 4, 32, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven us. Tells us to give one another. 
forbear one another, even as God for Christ's sake. That's how we're really got saved. Jesus made an intercessory prayer. Amen. At Calvary, Mount Golgotha, place of the skull, beat beyond recognition, satisfied the wrath of God. God looked upon him and was satisfied, said there remains no more need for sacrifice. You accept his son, he'll accept you. Yeah. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son of God has not life. Where the God abide upon him? And I didn't want to go to hell. I'm glad Jesus could do something about that. I'll tell you what, it's wonderful to have the peace of God. Yeah. It's wonderful to have the joy unspeakable. I'll tell you what, you won't get it nowhere. But at the cross. Amen. Father, we thank you for the thought tonight. Lord, I, I don't know how it went with these people, but I have to admit I enjoyed just reminiscing, Lord, of the day, Lord, that I come to Calvary. Of the day that I called upon Him to treat some mercy to all that called upon Him. The day I got a refuge for my soul. The day I found out that you was everything and like that queen of Sheba, the half wasn't told. I'm telling you, it's so wonderful. Psalm that said, Psalm 34 verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh my, is that ever an understatement? You have all of it you want. But you have to let something go to get it. There's something you're holding on to it ain't worth it. Jesus said, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world? It ain't worth it. Best friend I ever made, I gave it all up. I have to admit, only regret I got is I wish I'd done it sooner. Father, thank you again, Lord, for this service tonight. Bless this revival meeting, Lord. And I thank you for these people, Lord, that have more listened to me tonight. I pray your blessings upon them. And Father, I pray you'll help us in this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to ask everybody to stand. Get Brother Rick up here. This is his church. If you need to do something tonight, maybe you just want to come up here and rededicate your life. Say, Lord, I'd like to, I'd like to walk a little more closer to you. That's your decision. I'm just a messenger boy. I just deliver the message. If there's something you need to do, I'd go ahead and do it before the devil talks you out of it. You know, you can be a blessing. But it'll cost you something to be one. Turn number 153 in your little book. If your heart's beating like a jungle drum, tonight I'd go ahead and step out.